welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. Grace and Peace Radio is a Christian living blog and podcast dedicated to engaging conversations about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and it's my hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. All right, welcome once again. Welcome again. Thanks so much for joining us here on Grace and Peace Radio. I am your host, Anthony. And I am Amy. And we are, again, grateful that you're here with us. Thanks Mm -hmm. so much for that. First of all, just kind of a general thing, you know, by God's grace, I got my MDiv all done. Yeah. Right? So, okay, so I'm all graduated. I got my (laughs) piece of paper in the mail. And uh, so that's that's official. So that Mm -hmm. 10 and a half year quest is over. And it's kind of odd because... Ten and a half year quest has been conquered. Yes. There you go. So we'll conquered. Get a little more positive okay. than just over with. Yep. And then I realized I've been going to school since 2006. On and off. Right. Mm-hmm. Because. Before we got married. Yeah. And I thought it was you started after we got married. But you actually started while we were dating. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten that. Yeah. Because you graduated with your bachelor's in 2009. Right, right. At the ripe young age of 38. Mm-hmm. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> so there was that in 2009, then a little bit of a gap, and then went into seminary the first time around. Mm-hmm. And again, on again, off again with that, just as the Lord led us down different experiences. But I got the MA in biblical counseling in 2015 when right. I thought, well, I'm never going to get the MDiv. It's too long of a road. Never mind. Just get me out of here mm-hmm. with a piece of paper. So I wanted to finish something. Right. I just wanted to have a piece of paper. So I got the, the MA in biblical counseling in 2015. And then, uh, again, on again, off again, should I go back? Should I not? Well, obviously the Lord the whole time was saying, yeah, you're going to go back. And so here we are. 2021, mm-hmm. finally graduated with the MDiv. Just a couple of thoughts on that as I've been reflecting on that. One, like I just mentioned, the whole time I didn't know if the Lord was ever going to have me go back and do that MDiv. I didn't know if that was really in his plans. I didn't know if that was his will. You know, am I really supposed to finish this? <sighs> and on my side, I was thinking... I knew you needed to finish it just to be able to say you'd finished it. So it was a, it was a journey that you started and that you could end. Right. So that was my thought in there. Right. Exactly. And I didn't know, you know, Lord, why, why is this undone? Why Mm -hmm. did I start it? Stop it. You know, the Lord isn't, doesn't usually do things not to completion. So I thought, And often Mm -hmm. over those years. Mm -hmm. So the lesson there is just that the Lord had it in his purposes all along that I would finish. Just like, and I thought about this over the last month, he had it in his plans all along that the Israelites were going to get out of the wilderness and make it to the promised land. That eventually the cloud was going to lead them. And the pillar of fire was going to lead them into the promised land. 
True. And you know? that that wandering was not plan B. Right. And so in the same way, the point is just like with the whole end of thing. If you're in a spot in life and you're wondering where, why does the Lord have you here? Why did things work out this way and not that way? Keep moving forward in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Keep trusting him. It may be years before you understand why he diverted you, or it seems like a diversion, redirection, but keep going. One step at a time. Exactly. Because ultimately, he's going to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in you. And for some of us, it may be completing that degree. For some of us, it may not be completing that degree. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's either one's valid. Yep. Or whatever the thing mm-hmm. is for some of us, it may be completing that thing. And for some, it may be, yeah, you know, I was going down this path and then the Lord directed me otherwise. Mm-hmm. So again, just a reminder and encouragement, I hope to just keep following the Lord and he knows, mm-hmm. he knows the plans he has for you. Progressive disclosure. You know, it's not that we use that verse as you know, God's got a wonderful plan for your life. That's not the point. But the point is that the Lord is working in your life to sanctify you. If you're right. in Christ, he has a plan for your life. And it doesn't mean that you're going to understand every step of the way. That, right. that those plans may not be something you comprehend in the moment. Yeah. I mean, Because we've had plenty of that. You know, and over those years, I, I've been... I've been ashamed and I've repented since, but you know, over those years, I I was really angry at God at different points thinking, why did you lead me here? As was I. And again, at different times from you. Yeah. But yeah. And just like the Israelites, I mean, they, they grumbled. And so I sinned in grumbling and, and all these things. And so basically what I'm saying is don't, don't be like me. <laughs> and me, cause I, I had plenty of those times where I had to repent for being angry at God and shaking my fist and saying, why aren't you making this clear? Why aren't you making this way? Why isn't this happening? Yeah. So that's also part of what I've been reading about with Thomas Watson and discontentment mm-hmm. and so on. And it's, so it's been good. It's, it's been interesting, but the, all that to say, besides those lessons of you yeah, don't be like me and <laughs> don't grumble against the Lord and, Trust him to finish in however he wants to, whatever he's doing in your life. I have to have a new challenge. It's just what... That's how you're wired. That's how I'm wired. So I was like, I definitely don't want to do a PhD. I don't need that. Well, what am I going to do? Well, Although I, I threatened to put you in one just to... That is true. <laughs> that, that is true. But then at the same time, because you know I work from home and I'm just sitting around all day and I, I sit in a chair for nine hours and then, you know, I'm sitting here in the evenings or whatever. A couple of weeks ago, last week, last week, it was only, only been week. a week. <laughs> <laughs> that speaks volumes. Wow. I went to karate class. I, I, I went into this, this local karate place and cause I hate exercise. I always have. Not but a sports guy. I, I'm not a sports guy. I'm not a gym guy. I just don't care. But yet at the same time, 
you know, I turned 50 this year. So I got to start doing something. It's not good to just be sitting around. No, it's not. And I'm, I'm equally guilty of that. Yeah. I mean, my life first is bodily exercise profits a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I just, you know, I do that and then fold the Bible and Th- that's my life first there you when it go. comes to exercise. Oh my, you know? I'm not touching that. So, uh, so anyway, but I thought, well, okay, if I go to a karate class, that'll give me, I'll move around, I'll do some things, and then... And there's a goal to and it. And there's a goal to because it. Because that's how you function right. as well. So there's different degrees and everything. And, and, you know, depending on what I do in three years or five years, I, I could get a black belt, which would be kind of cool to say, Hey, I did yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Know? The funny thing was the first night I went, you know, again, I haven't exercised in forever and I'm out of shape. I mean, I'm not like huge or anything, but I'm out of shape. Well, anyway, so my prayer was to make it through the 45 minute lesson. Now, mind you, I'm the only adult in this class of kids. Yeah. They told me, oh, it's the adult class. I go in there and honestly, I'm like Arnold Schwarzenegger in kindergarten cop. <laughs> it's all little kids. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Not quite as little as the last time you tried this, though. 14 and under. Yeah, well. So they, yeah, that's true. There you was said, one you, other you time. said you didn't really have five-year-olds running yeah, around. Yeah, this one, is... yeah, last time there were like little kids just running all over mm-hmm. a mug. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. My prayer was, Lord, just let me finish. Well... About eight minutes before the class ended, and I'm dying, everything just starts going dark. He really thinks he's dying. And I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm practically like, yeah, I'm dying. But no, I didn't really think <laughs> I was dying, but I was dying. But so, yeah, so I had to kind of bow out for a little bit. And uh, I'm leaning up against this thing, and all of a sudden, everything just starts kind of spinning and whatever. I did fine. I didn't black out. I didn't faint. And no, nothing awful like that. I just had to pace myself the second time around i did finish so that was good you did and and ma asked me today if you were enjoying karate and i hesitated she says is enjoy not quite the right word i said not yet <laughs> yeah it's kind of for me it's like haven't it's just it's getting into the, the habit and <clears throat> getting your body conditioned that you're not trying to kill it yeah for me it'd be like hey how are you enjoying the rack <laughs> Pretty much. oh this is great you know <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's awful. Yeah, she laughed. She said, okay. She says, I'll use a different word. Yeah. But so anyway, so that's my latest challenge. I'm just kind of throwing that out there because like I said, I just wanted to tell you all what was going on. So I'll keep it posted. I'll decide if I'm going to do it. It's a three month commitment. So I'll do it for three months. Cause that's like one semester, if you will, using the academic calendar. So I'll try that for three months and see how I do. And if it works out, I keep going. If it doesn't work out, well, Amy gets life insurance. <laughs> Touching that. <laughs> so Amy's like, well, it's win-win. Uh, right. <laughs> There's nothing I can say that makes that work on my side. That is true. Well, I guess it's about time to... Talk about Bible. <laughs> Talk about Bible. Exactly. Before we get to talking about Acts and what I read in Acts, let me play in the promo about Help Daniel Walk and see if you would be willing 
to help us help Daniel walk. Hi, this is Anthony. I wanted to tell you about how we're partnering with Gracebound to help raise money for Daniel. Daniel's a young man in Uganda, and we want to bring him back to the States this summer, 2021, to get fitted with new prosthetic legs. He was here a couple of years ago, and well, he's a growing boy, and a growing boy needs a new set of legs. So if you would like to help us out, please visit helpdanielwalk.com and tell a friend. Use the hashtag helpdanielwalk. Helpdanielwalk dot com. Thanks so much. All right, so we're back, and this week we are going to be talking about Acts 16 and look at the stories of two conversions. Lydia and the jailer. You know, I had Gospel of John as one of my last classes, and I really enjoyed reading through the Gospel of John every week. When class was done, I went through and I read the other Gospels, and then this week I finished up reading Acts. As I was in Acts 16, I really enjoyed rereading the stories of Lydia's conversion and the Philippian jailer's conversion. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to point out something. It's really more of a devotional thought than anything. Let's take a look at Acts 16. You want me to read? Yeah, why don't you? Uh, 11 through what, 15? 15. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading out of the uh, NIV. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace, and the next day on to Neapolis. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony, and the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Then she and the members of her household were baptized. She invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Okay, so so there's Lydia's conversion. Now, let's look at the jailer's conversion, and then we'll talk about them a little bit. So after that, they go on, and Paul and Silas are preaching, and the mob basically grabs them and throws them into prison. They're brought to the authorities. I'll pick it up in verse 20. Then they brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. And the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and other prisoners were listening to them. Now, I just want to stop for a minute there and just think about the fact that these guys were singing, they were beaten, and they, yet and they were in this dungeon, and it's dark, probably cold, or whatever the case is, or hot. I don't, I don't right. know, but but they're praying and singing hymns. Yeah, can, can you imagine? They've been beaten. Can you imagine how much pain they're in? Right. Not to mention, this is a prison, so. It can't be 
pleasant in there, hot, cold, or otherwise. Right. It probably stinks, and they've got these fetters on them, Mm -hmm. and so on. And again, it's just a reminder that in comparison, the things that you and I go through are nothing. Are nothing. Mm -hmm. And yet, if, if these guys can pray and sing while in a dungeon, what... Why can't you and I do this? I know. I I hear so many Christians, or I see it on social media, whatever, you know, there's this, and it's in our culture, there's this whole victim mindset. Mm -hmm. And yes, I understand terrible things happen, but they happen to all of us. Right. Yeah, as human beings, that's what happens. Right. And so it's part of being in this fallen world. Well, how about you and I we all try to commit to pray more and sing more in the face of suffering. There's no reason we can't. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm, I'm guilty of getting mired in my day to day and allowing a woe is me attitude at times. Right. And And, forgetting mm -hmm. to praise the Lord in the midst of it. Yeah, as am I, and I think as are a lot of our listeners. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a good reminder to me that that we can, we as Christians, we ought to be praying and singing hymns no matter what our circumstance. I mean, let me be really honest here. You suddenly lose a loved one, or you lose a loved one after an illness, or whatever the case is. If you're if you're mourning. There's no reason you can't be praying and singing hymns. Mm-hmm. Whatever the situation is, I don't care how bad it is in this world, we should be able to sing and pray to the Lord. Are, are we going to be rejoicing in everything? No. But should we be able to find our delight in the Lord in these circumstances? Yeah. And the, and it's the very purpose of doing that is bringing our focus back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. So, suddenly, returning to the text, verse 26, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself! We're all here! The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in his house. Then the jailer takes them, washes their wounds, brings them home. He feeds and them. his yep feeds them, mm-hmm. and his whole family ends up getting saved, and, and so on. As I looked at those two conversions, it just reminded me, keep praying. Keep praying for those in your life who don't know Jesus Christ, who are not born again. Look at what the Lord did in Lydia's life. It says in verse 14, the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. So in Lydia's case, there's this quiet opening of her heart. There was no earthquake. The foundations of the of where she was wasn't shaken or anything like that. 
the Lord just quietly opened her heart. And she knew. And she knew. And believed. And Yeah, and believed. And so, and the Lord does that with people. There are some people that you ask them, when, when did you become a Christian? You know, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. It could have been here, could have been there, but ultimately it was also a, over a, a process of time. Yeah, because that was pretty much me. I mean, I know that I was saved in 2004. I know it was in the fall. But other details of that, I really couldn't tell you. And I know you and I have had conversations about this, that I do believe I was saved at that moment, but there was a, not a learning curve. What word would you use? I don't know. I don't it know just, where you're going. It, with the idea that it, t- it took some time for me to, to really comprehend what that salvation meant. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I, I repented of my sins. I believed in, in Jesus Christ. But I didn't really fully comprehend what that meant. Mm-hmm. I had to learn that. I would probably call that a learning curve. That wasn't really helpful, was it? No. <laughs> Thanks for trying. Uh-huh. Sort of. So that's what happened with, in your life, mm-hmm. it's what happened in Lydia's where the Lord... For some people, he just, they just say, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe. And then, by contrast, look at, or comparison really, uh, look at the, the jailer. The jailer calls for the lights. He rushed in, it says, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. So he rushes in. He's trembling before them. And he says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? I mean, you can't get him the answer fast enough. Mm-hmm. He is he is ready. He wants to know, what, what must I do to be saved? So obviously the Lord does that with some people. As I read that, I just thought, I have got to keep praying for these people that I'm praying to be saved. That is true. Because the Lord opened her heart. The Lord moved him to come rushing in and trembling in in eagerness, desperation and eagerness and want. It's a good word for it to say, in want. Just that sudden understanding that there's something drastically missing. Nothing, nothing in his life, nothing in this world mattered for him in that moment. Mm-hmm. Then... What do I have to do to be saved? Tell me what it is. He would have done it. If you told him, well, you need to walk 10,000 miles, the guy would have run out and just started walking. Mm-hmm. That's how desperate he was to know the way of salvation. So for us, listener, who do you know in your life who who needs to hear the gospel? Who do you know who that you're, are you praying for them? Are you praying regularly for them? If not, let me encourage you to recommit to praying for those people, mm-hmm. that person or those people, and pray that the Lord would either open their heart, just like he did with Lydia, or that they would come trembling. How great would it be if in our churches we saw people who would, would come trembling and saying, what, what must I do? What must I know, you know to be saved? Right. 
and to, oh, I'm sorry. no, 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 go ahead. I was saying, and keep praying and don't be discouraged if you have given someone the gospel. You you have talked to them about that and they have rejected it and or you. Then at that point, you continue to pray for them and you pray that the Lord brings someone in their life who they will listen to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Holy Spirit obviously moves. Mm -hmm. I've got a list of people that I'm praying for. Obviously, it's only the Lord who can open their hearts. Mm -hmm. But yet, it's my sin if I'm not praying for them because I'm not believing he is A, willing, B, going to. Or able. Yeah, or able. So I have got to keep praying for them praying with the idea that God's going to do this. I mean, I, I look at that list now, after reading this this week and, and seeing this, I look at that list and I think, Lord, is this person, are you going to open their heart or are they going to come trembling? Okay. I hadn't thought of that. You know, yeah. it's just the, the idea that we as Christians, we mustn't lose heart about praying for the lost. Mm-hmm. Lord, please, either just quietly let that person go, I believe. I mean, we don't know how the thief on the cross. True. God said one minute he's he's joining in the, the mocking. It is because there is a part that he mm-hmm. is mocking as much as his companions. Right. And then the next minute he turns to the Lord and says, remember me this day when you go into your kingdom. And he got saved. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how the Lord does it. We don't know how the spirit moves. So I, I look at my list and I say, Lord, I pray that, that this person comes trembling. I pray that they they can't find out the answer fast enough because they're just so ready to believe. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good reminder because it's terrible to say, but it's true. You get weary because you just don't see anything happening. Mm-hmm. And you think, okay, well, maybe the Lord isn't going to do it. It's one of those weird things that, I know very well that the Lord is capable of it. Mm-hmm. I have, there is no doubt there. Um, I think it's more of, is he willing? That's still a form of doubt, I think. Well, yeah. I always remember the story of George Mueller had, I think, four four people that he specifically had been praying for, for their salvation for decades. Decades. So one, that's a lesson in and of itself. Three of them got saved before George Mueller died. The fourth one, so now George Mueller then dies, even though one of them didn't get saved. He had the the joy of seeing the other three get saved. Now, what happened, the fourth one got saved after Mueller died. Right. So keep praying because you just don't know. It could take decades, mm-hmm. but keep praying. And then interestingly, yesterday, in fact, I was on Twitter. Uh, a tweet came out from the atheists in Kenya. Which I thought was interesting that they right. have a group. And it was a press statement, most unusual press statement I've ever read. You mm-hmm. may have heard of this already. The resignation of atheists in Kenya Secretary, Mr. Seth Mahinga. This evening, regretfully, 
The secretary of the Atheists in Kenya Society, Mr. Seth Mahinga, informed me that he has made the decision to resign from his position as secretary of the society. This is from Harrison Mumia, president of the Atheist Society in Kenya. Seth's reason for resigning is that he has found Jesus Christ and is no longer interested in promoting atheism in Kenya. I just found it very fascinating because I did read a bit of that, of just how, actually how friendly of news release Yeah, someone else commented on that as well. Yeah. He goes on to say, we wish Seth all the best in his newfound relationship with Jesus Christ. We thank him for having served the society with dedication over the last one and a half years, etc. And again, that they said a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I, that just surprised me. Mm-hmm. But awesome. A- a- awesome. And again, you know, go Lord mm-hmm. that you will save sinners, even hardened atheists, mm-hmm. even the secretary of the atheist society in a country, you will save them and you will glorify yourself in doing that. Exactly. And who knows? Who knows how many people were, were praying for him? That is true. And who knows? How many years that they had been praying for Right, him. exactly. And we don't know. I'm sure we'll find out at some point how this guy got saved. Mm-hmm. Did the Lord, like Lydia, did he just open his heart? Did he just suddenly go, you know, I actually, I believe. Mm-hmm. Was he... Well, who knows what his story was? It right. could be anything. And but, ho- hopefully we will learn. Right. Because it, be, it would be nice to know. Yep. So, again, there's some encouragement for all of us. Mm-hmm. Since the Lord can save the secretary of, the, of an atheist society, he can save your relatives. He can save your friends. He can save your family. Keep praying. He can do the very same thing he did in Lydia's life, the very same thing he did in the jailer's life, Mm -hmm. and in his household, he can do for your friends and loved ones. Keep, keep, keep praying. Never, ever, ever give up. Pray. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next time as we spend time in God's Word, looking at how we can grow in our knowledge of Him, our love for Him, and our service to Him. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian podcast community. It's a ministry of striving for eternity. Find more Christian podcasts at christianpodcastcommunity.com. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com and on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.